What's up, Knock Nation? It's your girl, Cole Phillips, the Radical Redhead, coming to you yet again with another fire episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. So let's get into it. Family, I'm excited today because I feel like I have my own round table. Shout out to Jen of Gingerbread Marketing because I'm taking this for the moment. She has this event that she has usually every year. She hasn't done it in a couple of years, but it's called the Ladies Roundtable. And with the Ladies Roundtable, I feel like I've created a table of powerhouses today. And we're going to be having some real conversation regarding self-worth, confidence, just walking and who God has called and created you to be. And I'm excited about it. So I'm not going to waste any time. No drop it in the DM. No therapy. Don't be sad because normally I know I give you some of my little therapy about my babies and the craziness they're in. But I I feel like it's going to happen today. So let's get into it. Today's topic. You can hear the ladies. They're ready. They're ready. I'm excited. Uh, Today's topic is be unapologetic about who you are. A lesson in self-worth. And I'm here with three women and three is the number of completions. So therefore, I think it's going to be some some synergy and some craziness. Amen. And there it is. It's already got some amens in the house and praise him. I'm going to get right into it. First off, I have Cheryl Roseboro. Hello. Hello. How are hello, you today? Hello, ma'am. She is the CEO and visionary of Self-Esteem Elevated and just so fitting for her to be here, obviously, by the name and what she's doing. I'm excited to be here today. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Next up is Tisha Owens. That is, that is. Now this woman here, that's why I had to say that is, because this this woman here, I'm just going to tell you right now, we're going to bounce because I feel like we kindred. I feel like we were we were raised in heaven uh-huh. and dropped down in two different households. <laughs> but uh, you just, just know, just know, just know. Let me tell you who she is. She's also a CEO. So um, I need you to pay attention. We got some CEOs in the house. OK, founder and CEO of who where are you? Excuse me. Homeless outreach. Mm-hmm. All right. And so she's going to be able to tell you about that as well. And last but certainly not least, we so have Juliet Ross. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So glad to be here. I'm glad to have you now. I, I'm going to make a joke because I have to. And it's, it's my table. So I'm going to. <laughs> You cannot call her first lady. So let me just go ahead and say that. Thank she Thank she is the co-pastor of Embassy Church here in Irving, Texas. And I have to tell you that I'm excited to have her here. And I love the fact that you said, don't call me first lady. Yes, that just speaks to don't. me with no ordinary church girl, the rules and rhetoric of church, right? right. I got to be the first lady of the yeah. house. You already know that. I don't need a title for that, right? right? I don't Amen. need titles at all, at all. And she is also a CEO of M publications. So like I said, we got a table full. I feel like we're in a boardroom okay. and we're about to go to work. We are. We're, we're going to help some people birth deep. some babies, <laughs> push some purposes, right? Yeah. Amen. Be exci- today. There yeah. you go. I like it. I, I feel it. So at the table, again, we're talking about being unapologetic about who you are, knowing yeah. who you are, knowing whose you are and how to walk that thing out. So Cheryl, I'm going to start with you and ladies, we're just going to, we're going to flow here today. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me how you got into self-esteem self-esteem elevated first of all okay so we don't have enough time for me to give you the full version that's all right I can that's tell all right. you the short version um really truly i had been dealing with a lot of self-esteem issues most of my life okay. and um we grew up predominantly the only african-american family in our neighborhood mm. and so with that being said a lot of times you know you struggle with identity 
And then when I went to college, here I am surrounded by women all just like me. And I did not know how to fit, you mm-hmm. know, because I felt such, I felt, always felt awkward. Even though they, they embraced me, I still just felt awkward. But I really didn't realize the awkwardness really wasn't about that. It was about who my calling and who God had called me to be. And so I was splitting up with my children's father. Um, and we had did, it was, you know, self-esteem issues all through that Mm -hmm, as well too mm -hmm. and I just remember laying on the floor and I had after I'd had birth my third child and I was like God if you're taking me take me Mm. and I thought I was literally going to die and I woke up I was like oh no that means he wants me to do something (laughs) I'm still here that means he wants me to do something and so that was literally the birthing of self-esteem elevated and um I and from there I I didn't really realize the depth and God just kept bringing, dropping different people. I mean, more so women in my life that were going through that, but he was taking me through the healing process of it. I'm still, when you have a ministry <laughs> called self-esteem elevated, right, you're constantly right. going evolving. through, evolving. Yes. Going through some sort of uh, self-esteem issue where you're having to, to heal and then talk people through their, whatever they're going through. So it was really, truly birthed. And I just remember it started with 22 women in my home. Mm. Um, that really believed in the vision that God had given me in Irving. And so um, from there, it has just bloomed and taken up legs over. It's been 14 years. 14 years. Mm -hmm. And I sat it down for a minute, but I did sit it down for a minute because, you know, I felt like this wasn't truly what maybe what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. And really, it was just me telling God, no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Truth and reality. I was like, okay, I really don't want to do this. I'm done with this Um, because I was going through some major life challenges. Again, that was some deep, deeper Mm -hmm. self-esteem issues. And he's like, nope it's time and so he just kind of propped me back up and said go about three years ago said let's go back and that's when um naomi speaks mm. was birth and um, naomi is a woman of wisdom and so that is where it's coming tisha's been juliet they've all been on this journey with me um but was a friend of mine milani ishmael god said when she says yes you rebirth it and she mm. said yes when god was getting ready to send me on a one month sabbatical and um and when I came back it was birthed um at a at a um church in Irving. Wow. So, yeah. Well, so so I had so much that I wanted to just like I said no. Cole, <laughs> Cole, be quiet. I did. I was like, talk, Cole, be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. I got that I got that double dutch. Notes. I felt that double dutch moment like, oh, can I go in there? Oh, can I go in there? Ooh, can I go in there? Right. <laughs> but I, you know, when you said 14, so um I know we were talking earlier. Uh, offline regarding how I got here, mm-hmm. right? And so 21 is a number that follows me everywhere. Mm-hmm. 21 is comprised you look of... It, girl. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, yeah, hey, uh-huh. I, I thank you. <laughs> now, where's that Boaz to come on alongside? <laughs> well, let me clear. Be, uh, family, y'all know how I am about my, my, my life. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's yeah. coming. He's a- coming. Amen. Amen. Uh, but no, I, I thought about 14 and, you know, there's two sevens in there mm-hmm. and you talk about completion. And so there was a walk between mm-hmm. the seven and seven that had to get you here to really like firmly stand. And, and when you mm-hmm. talk, you talk with a level of just confidence and strength, regardless of the things you still push mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. I find it so comforting how God can take pain and press. Mm-hmm. And as you press through, 
he props, like you said, yes. props you up to the proper place in your platform to walk out. So I, th- I just thought that <laughs> I was like, double dutch, there it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear it. Yeah. Right? Right? I mean, and it, it was, you know, I think people think that sometimes when we stand up on a stage in a platform that we don't have issues and life is all, you know, peaches and cream and it really isn't. They don't know what we've gone through five minutes before we walked up on that there stage. And so we have to, so I think that's the part where we're all about transparency and honesty that we're not perfect. We are not perfect, right. but we're perfectly imperfect there for you him. Go. And that's the beauty of when people come and sit in the midst of um, anything that we do, self-esteem elevated, whether it's conference classes or whatever, that you realize when you may come broken, but you will leave healed. Mm. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Miss Tisha. Uh-huh. That is. That is. See. See. Don't 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 strike me now. You're over here just you're just no, I, I can't fabulous. get it out. Hollywood fabulous too, hey, of course. Fabulous. Because I'm just saying, she in the middle for a reason. So family, for those of you who are not watching the video, uh-huh. uh, she in the middle for a reason. Because she's a mover and shaker, in and out. You don't know where she's gonna be next. If it's Sunday's best or it's yes. just hanging in the back of her yard. Oh, everybody just come fellowship and take a selfie. Uh-huh. Right? Oh like all and eat her them. mom's cooking. Amen. Yes. I was sure. blessed to be able to have some of that good yes, stuff. Lord. Glory. So, <laughs> so Miss Tisha, you got to explain to the family, how did you get into homeless, first of mm-hmm. all, as being your calling? And also what it took to get there and the self-esteem that, that, that you walk in now versus yeah. before. Well, I'm going to say as far as self-esteem issues, if I had them, I didn't know I had them mm-hmm. because I've always been one. Uh, I'll say from uh, early elementary school, I had a teacher that pushed me in the front mm-hmm. all of the time. She saw talent. I was uh, asked to sing in a classroom in the third grade. I'll never forget. A sixth grader talk, brought me to the teacher and said, this little girl can sing. I sang in front of the class and she just took me under her wing and decided to push me for the rest of my life. She stayed in my life really all through high school. Wow. And so anyway, that was a confidence that was boosting me regularly. And then as far as homelessness, I was working at a church for seven years and I had been fasting and praying, asking the Lord, what was my call? I didn't feel like I was pleasing him. And so uh, what he said was, pack up and move to Atlanta. And that was it. Pack up and move to Atlanta. So I called a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, we talked about me coming and staying with her. We had a plan. We had been on the phone probably three months prior to me coming. And the day I arrived to Atlanta, somehow amnesia set in with her mm. and she couldn't remember that I was wow. going to be staying with her. Wow. And uh, wow. I ended up living in my car. Shut up. And uh, stayed there for almost a year. And uh, In the car? Uh-huh. And so, uh, wow. And then I ended up connecting with another lady while I was there. And she allowed me to come and live on her couch for a period of time as well. And so that process educated me about homelessness Mm -hmm. and the process of the coming and goings, the do's and the don'ts, seeing people on the street, connecting with them, meeting strangers, finding out how uh, the whole world of homelessness looks to a lot of people. And I started writing all that down. And it turned into a song. I came back to Dallas and uh, Fred Hammond is a friend of mine. And uh, he was working on a recording studio. He asked me to redesign it because I'm also a decorator. And so I asked him uh, if I did the work for him, would he listen to some music that I had done? In the process of that, he says to me, I'm 
listening to the music, but I've decided I want to do something with you. I was blown away by that. I ended up showing him the words that I had been writing in my phone, which was the experience about homelessness. He looked at it, started singing it immediately and said, Mm. let's record this. Mm. So that turned into Where Are You? Because that was the name of the song. Well, the name of the song was Where Are You? Which birthed the ministry. The ministry is called Where Are You? Right. Because the whole story was about the process of me living in my car, going through the process, Mm -hmm. asking where are you? Lord, where are you friends? Where mm. are you food? Mm. Where are you family? Mm. Where are you everything? And so um, I'm here six years later mm. and uh, the ministry has grown tremendously. Mm. It's been a blessing. I've been able to bless thousands of people uh, in so many ways by blessing them with uh, resources, assistance, housing, all the things that people need. And my goal is to someday have a facility where I can do that on a continuous basis. That is beautiful. Now, I'm going to tell you, because uh, I do believe in very, being transparent on, on the show. Mm-hmm. I was always curious to know, because we haven't had a chance, me and this woman haven't even had a chance to sit down and right. break bread, because everything's always getting broken in the middle for us. <laughs> <laughs> but I always had the question, mm-hmm. why is she choosing homeless? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where does this tie in to her? Right. And and I want to point out something for those those of you who don't know who Fred Hammond is. I love how she said he's a friend of mine. And she just kept talking like she was talking about me. (laughs) Check out his music if you do not know who he is. He's a very heavy hitter in in the uh, music industry. Um, Humble man. Just just does the dang thing, if you will. I just had to say that because it was really funny how you were like, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> and, but that speaks to humility. Mm-hmm. That speaks to just how you go about, it's not about me. right? It's about what I'm doing, right? And I, I want to bounce off of what you said regarding you didn't really suffer with the self-esteem and, because I have to admit the time that it did hit me before then, it didn't hit me until I went through my divorce. When right. I went through being married mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I put my confidence in him mm-hmm. and not God right. and got misdirected, right? When things started to crumble, I used to constantly ask the question, what's wrong with me? Exactly. What's wrong with me? Why exactly. am I not enough, right? Mm-hmm. Comparing mm-hmm. myself to that woman or this woman and yeah. saying, well, well, what's wrong with mm-hmm. me, right? And I think that's where, um, when I heard the the phrase imposter syndrome, now that's mm. not something I had ever dealt with. And it's a psychological term. And there's a lot of millennials and uh, younger folk, if you will, who mm. will totally tell you what that mm-hmm. is. And when I when I was told, because I said, what is it? I ain't right. never heard of that. Right. And it's where you feel like you don't belong in the room. Mm. Like you wow. are somewhere that you're really not supposed to be. Wow. Right. And so for me, listening to your story and the constant question is, why is she so hard on homeless why Mm. is she going so hard in Mm. this area of ministry but to know for a year Mm -hmm. a year yeah was homeless yeah right it's like oh okay and again going back to Cheryl he will use that pain that that moment Mm -hmm. to press Mm -hmm. the purpose out of you right and so Thank you for sharing that. You're I've welcome. been enlightened mm-hmm. for sure. This is going to be fun conversation. Miss <laughs> Julia. Yes, ma'am. So tell us when it comes to this topic, mm-hmm. how you've walked out getting to where you are now being a co-pastor of a church and obviously owning your own publication. And tell us more about what all you do within in publications as well. Yeah, so um, I, 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 I would agree. I would piggyback a little bit off Tisha and say I didn't really struggle a lot with self-esteem issues because I'm such a go-getter. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of that is my mother's fault. And, uh, 
That's one. Good, good job, Mama. Good job. Good job. Um, but the reason why is that my uh, my mother instilled something in me at a at a very young age, which literally uh, adjusted my perspective on just people in general. And um, my father wasn't a very nice man to mm. my mom, mm -hmm. so he was a bit abusive to her. And uh, and to say a bit is a is is a gross understatement. Mm -hmm. um, but she never spoke bad about him at all. Mm. Um, so I'd watch him do all of these things. And at random times, I'd be five or six years old. And at random times, five, six, and seven, she would just randomly say to me, Juju, uh, your dad is just your dad, mm. but you only have one father. Mm. And that is your father in heaven. I love that. Mm. Right? Mm. And so I said, okay, mommy. And she said, now that's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. Mm. And then another random time, I mean, it could be a Tuesday at three o'clock, you know, she said, Juju, remember your dad is just your dad, mm. but you only have one father and that is your father in heaven. Amen. Wow. And <clears throat> I'd say, okay, mommy. And she just said it a few times between the ages of five and seven. And what it did to me was, I would see all the things that he would do and I would say, okay, he's just my earthly dad, mm -hmm. but I have a father in heaven who mm -hmm. would never do these things mm -hmm. and never behave this way. Yeah. Right. And he's just human. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. he's going to make mistakes. Right. 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 So I can't expect him to do better. And what it did was it just adjusted and changed my perspective of mm -hmm. people overall at that young age. And so um, for people, I don't always expect them to do the best yeah. because we're human and we make mistakes. Right. And I expect people to kind of, you know, they're, they may hurt you, you know, they may do these things because yeah. we're, we're all flawed. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know that I only, I have my father in heaven that would never do it. Mm -hmm. right. And his grace is sufficient for mm -hmm. all of us. So what does it have to do with self-esteem? Well, what that has to do with my self-esteem issues is that I've always from that, relied on him mm -hmm. and I've never allowed people to really dictate how my esteem should be. Mm -hmm. If that yeah. makes any that sense. That makes absolute sense. So uh, it almost protected me mm -hmm. from what wow. people have said and done. And um, with that being said, uh, especially people that, that don't know me, I, I almost have a, you could maybe have some sentiments towards me, but I, I really don't care because you, if you don't know me, then really, what does it matter? It doesn't right. carry any weight. Right. Right. So um, uh, people that are the closest to me, they would carry a bit more value. Right. And yeah, then even that I would weigh what they're saying. Right. And are they speaking from the pinnacles of heaven or right. are they just giving me an offended opinion? Right. Mm. Right. Right. So I, like I weigh <laughs> everything that people say as, as to not to allow me to go on some emotional roller coaster uh, and have my esteem Built up, taken down, built up, taken down. It's too much work, right? right? It's a right. lot of work. It is. Um, now, people go through that on a regular basis. So I don't mock. That's a normal thing. It's just that my mother, in, she doesn't even realize how much that, mm -hmm. that has changed the trajectory of my life. Um, but it has she does benefited. <laughs> it has benefited me in that way in which I didn't really struggle a lot with esteem issues because of how I just view people in general. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to, to mm -hmm. me definitely um, why you are where you are in terms of your <laughs> ministry. Because uh, uh, I always tell folks, don't don't put me in that spot of saying, yeah, yeah, I can see you as a first lady, right? right. Or, or you could be a pastor of a church. I'm like, yep, uh, mm -hmm. get the behind. Right, right, right. right. 
I tip my uh, hat. Right. <laughs> ain't no ordinary church girl for a reason. Right. right. So let's go on and pull that right on yeah. back. But again, yeah. every single one of you have spoken from a place of it makes sense why you are where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always make sense as we're walking the journey out. Right. And oftentimes it never does because mm-hmm. he tells us lean not on our own understanding. Right. There's a reason for that because right. our understanding is not his understanding. For sure. When you look at social media, so mm-hmm. I have this big mm-hmm. thing right now with social media. It's not right now. It's been like this, honestly. Um, social media works my nerves to the point where <laughs> um, so it works my nerves to the yeah. point where I don't scroll. Yeah. And I have mm-hmm. to tell, and that's why I'm really big on trying to break bread with those that I can yeah, or that I absolutely. want to grow closer in, in fellowship, right. as mm-hmm. Tisha says. Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to scroll. Right. I'll probably list up, miss all types of stuff. Right. Yeah, right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because what I'll find is I'll start scrolling and I'll see um, we were talking again offline and y'all know I don't care nothing about the age thing. I was I was scrolling and I'm like, I'm 42 and this girl is 22 and she's traveling all over the doggone place and I ain't been nowhere yet, you know, uh, <laughs> this year. I don't want y'all to think I'm travel, but this year I ain't been nowhere, right? Uh, how in the world I'm scrolling? How in the world are they doing this, doing that, doing all? Oh, are you still on business? Had they business and just mm-hmm. booming, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, paying attention to the light, but not knowing where the darkness was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Paying attention to the light, but not knowing. The highlight re- There you go. For sure. Right? And so I have an issue with social media so much so that I purposely, purposefully do not scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go to individuals' pages that I I have connected with and say, oh, I'm cool. Exciting, okay. right? And cheerlead all day long. But I will not scroll to protect my own Absolutely. esteem. Absolutely. It is a way of protecting my mental state, right? So talk to me about, you know, how you manage that because every single one of us is susceptible yeah. to our esteem being attacked. I know for Absolutely. me, it happened going through the divorce and realizing I, I had a goal in, in my family. Majority of the women, uh, this is why I know God pushed me into a single parenting in terms of uh, my ministry is concerned with my mm-hmm. nonprofit, but I was raised by a single mother who was raised by a single mother. Right. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, you see the generational past. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I got married, I said, I'm staying married. Mm-hmm. I was going to have a child married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did the, the child being married, both of them under that, that marriage, For that sure. covenant. Right. Sure. But couldn't get to the finish line mm-hmm. with the actual marriage. Mm-hmm. And it broke me. Mm-hmm. It broke me. And I kept saying, what did I do wrong? What did I miss? What, mm-hmm. did, what could I have done differently? And of mm-hmm. course, some of the things that came out of his mouth, the yeah. immature state that he was in, and it was like there was an attack happening there. Mm-hmm. So there was a major crack in my self-esteem. Because again, wow. as you both said, and you touched on as well, Cheryl, there were moments where my, I just, that wasn't my issue. I had sure. pillars in my life. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, my mother, and my aunt were the pillars who mm-hmm. surrounded me, helped me be the woman I am, the confidence that I carry. Yeah. It's, it just wasn't one of those things until mm-hmm. that moment happened. Until right. Right. a different set of life happened. Ooh, there you wow. go. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. And we know the enemy that. is patient, right? <laughs> he, can, he sit back and watches and say, oh, that's mm-hmm. the that's the one I need mm-hmm. to hit, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's that moment. So how do you control for the individual that may be struggling right now? How what what do you do to control for me the social media thing right but what do you do to control and protect your self esteem and and your value? Well, I think for me, what I do a lot of is I do I speak to myself a lot and um and I have these self esteem declarations that I do, but also to even going back to your social media thing, Tim um 
preached a message last week and he said specifically about photos and how, you know, people take 80 photos. Number one, I don't do selfies. I don't take a selfie by myself. Mm-hmm. So I just, good. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. Just something about it. It just, don't feel it just right. doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. I struggle with so it myself. I, and so I don't ever do a selfie by myself. <laughs> Tisha has the most creative selfies and I love the way she, oh, she does. does it. It exudes and who she is. It does. And, um, and, but Tim said something the other week, uh, last week about you'll take 80 photos before, and you'll post one, but still all 80 of them were you. Right. And so that was, it was like, how many times, you know, are people thinking all 80 of them is still not you because they're looking for this external instead of looking internal. And so what I've had to learn to do is look on deep on the inside of me consistently. And there've been times I've been scrolling. I take a social media fast Mm -hmm. about three or four times a year. It is a detox and a cleansing because you need to, you know, purify. I have to re-purify, especially when you're in ministry anyway. I just have to, even though it is part of what I do, I step back. I let everybody know temporarily on a spiritual, spiritual, spiritual maintenance. I've seen and that And I photo. have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, there's also a post that I put up every now and then. Tell that negative committee that meets in your head to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> that is. You right. know, so you feed yourself what you and then have people around you. I'm not talking about yes people around you. You, but have people around you that believe in the vision and believe in what you do. And that when you have those moments, I had a moment this past week that meant to take me spiraling downhill. But, you know, I have Tisha's funny moments or somebody around me um, or Juliet. Juliet, she probably she's my therapy, my consistent therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have people around me, even, you know, some other people in my life um, that are around me that that speak to the spirit man. Yeah. And so because the flesh is weak, but when you start speaking to the spirit, you get down to the core and that's the place where the enemy is trying to kill you. So you just make sure that you're taking time for you and spiritual maintenance and everything so that you don't get in those places and stay there. Because once you're in the dark, sometimes it's tough to come mm-hmm. out, but it's 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 literally it's a push and a force of reminding yourself and getting into a place where it's like, God, I am yours. Yeah. I am completely yours, so I need you to speak to me. Um, what's in First Samuel chapter three? He said, "Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening." I need you to speak to yeah. the prophet, there, you know. Yeah, and I just you have to, and so that's that's basically what I do. Yeah. Can I say something real Absolutely. quick about the um, social media? It <clears throat> social media is is basically just a facade. Mm-hmm. It's just a big facade. Because you can put on there anything that you want. Anything. And every time somebody puts something on there, maybe not every time, but oftentimes uh, when people put things on there, it's their best version of themselves, mm-hmm. not necessarily the most honest version of oh, themselves. There you go. Right. And when you're always putting out the best, the best, the best, mm-hmm. we're then become our own self-marketers. Mm-hmm. See, now we're just marketing and we're showing this is what it should be. This is what it should look like. And even with uh, Snapchat, I'm not even on any of those things. They have, have all Snapchat. these fun filters mm-hmm. that are probably really cute, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what do they do? They make you look like sometimes what you want to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. Extra glamorous, a little thing. So what does that say about you? What is it inside that you feel like you don't have mm-hmm. that's not shining? Right. That you need to put that's up good. these filters Right. Because that's Mm -hmm. what it is, a filter. Absolutely. It covers. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you're covering? And I think it starts with really us taking an introspective look and asking ourselves a question, being honest with ourselves and saying, what is this in me Mm. that makes me feel like I have to do this or I need to present myself this way? Right. And when we start asking those questions, like truly asking those questions, then we can say, 
okay, God, show me. Show me what is this. Mm-hmm. And when we start getting back to the genesis of a thing, because everything has a genesis. Right. Yeah. Everything starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we can really identify what is the genesis of it, then we can start working at it mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and healing from it and asking God to, okay, show me, show me. And it might not be easy. We might not even want to see yeah. the truth that's going to come out of it. But that's where if we can get it out, you know, mm-hmm. then we can grow from there. And so if we sort of measure ourselves against the social media world, we will be all over the place mm-hmm. constantly. Oh, man. We'll just be all well, over the place. Well, this is why mental health is all of a sudden. And I don't want to say all of a sudden, but it's like yeah. such a, it's big, a big deal. deal. Because of, big deal. It is because of social media. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that filter, because it was just flowing off of me, you know, we will filter out the bad, right? Mm-hmm. So we that's think right. of a water filter, mm-hmm. right? That's right. So we'll filter out the bad because mm-hmm. we don't want you to know that side of us. That's right. And then what happens is when people get to know you, then it's like, okay, well, who are you? That's yeah. right. Right? Mm-hmm. That's it right. becomes, well, who are you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I see you here and you're here mm-hmm. and I see you there and you're there. Right. And yeah. then when you get home, you're that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so right. who are you? Right. Right. And so, yeah, we, I, that's that's why I got to stay away. Tisha, yeah. what you got? Yeah. I know you got something, teaching. Well, all I was thinking about was there are a lot of people that like to show you that perfect side or what mm-hmm, have you. Mm-hmm. I can say on today, you were not going to see my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I was not coming up in this room. And I was going to talk on. about that. I'm so glad <laughs> you said that. Go ahead. So not I your eyebrows. I'm <laughs> wearing these shades on today. <laughs> because they won't get to see these imperfect <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> And over here, I don't have no makeup on or nothing. We just have to deal with it. But again, and and, and this is not to say there's anything wrong with wanting to put forth your best. For sure. sure. And that's why I appreciate exactly what you said, Tisha, because I do, like, when I step out, I like to step out, okay? I'm I'm going to make sure. she should still keep them. With eyebrows or without eyebrows, with a uni brow, with a furry brow. And if you saw me this morning at seven. If you saw me at seven o'clock this morning, <laughs> what you see? Cheryl, is you cute at seven a.m. and you are. At so everybody needs a Juliet. I told her, I said, I just need an IV hooked up to Juliet all the time. Every time I learn something new, every time we talk. Oh, I love you guys. That's wonderful. But th- this is like. It's so, again, we're back in the boardroom with the CEOs, because if you're going to be a CEO of your life, you you have to right. really own the good, the yeah, bad, the ugly. Right. You do. Like I tell you know my closest friends and family, you finna hear it too. I have a snap, crackle and pop mm-hmm. issue yeah. Yeah, yeah, because and, and this comes from being raised up in an abusive household. Mm. Now, I did not know my biological father. I didn't meet him until 21. So I told wow. you 21 was a big deal. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Met him yeah. at 21 and God said, you're going into ministry. I said, no, 20 years later, here we are. Uh, <laughs> I know that story. You know I ran I mean? until I ran into a wall. Got exactly. It. And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> but there was, I can fully, and I'm I'm totally fine with expressing it because I don't speak from a place of sorrow. Right. I, ple- mm. I speak from a place of strength. Mm. I know because of the fact that my biological father said when I was a baby, and I quote, because he confirmed it, we're not dealing with that. As a baby, mm. I was a that. Mm. I didn't even have a name, mm. right? So I was a that to mm. him. And my grandmother and my mother said, okay, we're out of here. We don't need nothing from you. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it, right? Mm. So when you're told the story, 
at eight That's or nine right. years of age that you were a that to mm-hmm. your biological father. And mm-hmm. then the man that comes into your life at the age of two, which is my sister's father and who I call dad to this day, wasn't mature enough to handle the type of woman that my mother was, who I identify with, who I look pretty much exactly like. Mm-hmm. And you beat her. My mother's brighter than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. You beat her, but she gets back up with this resilience, goes to work, bruises on her face, on her arm. Didn't matter. What mm-hmm. was she trying to do? Give us what she didn't have, which That's was a right. father in the home. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Making a decision 13 years later, we can't do this no more. This mm-hmm. is not good. But sitting us down and saying, let me tell you why. Yeah. And this was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's because of those transparent truth talks from That's my right. mother, from my grandmother, Amen. from my aunt, that I can say for me, I have no problem saying, yeah, I still have these thorns. Sure. I have mm-hmm. these yeah. things that sometimes rise up, but That's I right. recognize it's there. It doesn't make me a bad person. It just says that I'm broken. Yeah. yeah. And we're yeah. all broken. That's right. And it's what you said, you know, yeah. we serve a perfect God. We are imperfect yeah. people, right. but yeah. serve a perfect God. That's right. yeah. And when you know that, then you can stand firm that no matter what anyone says, I know who I am and I know whose I am. Yeah. That's right. And I stand in that. That's right. right? And so, yeah, Tisha, you fine. You already know. Oh, she's a Super fine and fly. She is. And when you get around a camp of individuals who can pour into you the right mm-hmm. way, that's right. right. Speak mm-hmm. to the good and speak to the up now you know that was wrong fix right. it right exactly. yeah be honest. yeah for sure mm-hmm. I, I believe that helps someone truly be elevated and you have to be open to the re- you, you have to be, be open, open to receive, to receive. Right. Yes. To receive. Open to receive. and i believe you can give uh you know not criticism but you can be corrective absolutely yeah. in a very godly and healthy mm-hmm. way i agree it doesn't have to be it dogmatic exactly. brutal you know, you can do it in a loving way to where they should be able to receive it. Amen. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. in in where it should land on them, where it's healing. It's a healing bomb to them. And it goes back to what you said, bouncing up against his word. That's mm-hmm. right. Whose word are you relying on? And That's you'll right. know if you have the right spirits in your company. That's if right. the words they speak bounce against right. his word That's in the right, right way. They align That's rather, right. not That's against, right. but they align with That's his right. word. Right. That's right. Very true. Well, y'all, I'm having a lot of fun with y'all. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is fun. Now, Cheryl, I cannot continue this conversation without you sharing how you can help the women out here be elevated in their self-esteem. Mm. And to get so tell them what you got going so, on, Yes, ma'am. we actually have uh, the See Next Level Experience conference coming up. We only host it every three or four years okay. because everybody does empowerment. And it's really not about that. It's educating you to elevate your self-esteem to the next level. And it's in every single area of your life. You mm-hmm. know, professionally, I was pretty secure in who I was. I knew who I was. And then when God said, uh, I'm switching you know, the script and mm. we're going to really do ministry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I ran and uh-huh. I had to run into that wall and that's <laughs> when I was like, Oh, and so we're, so what our goal is to at the C next level experience is to allow you to come into a room and you can, strip down and say, this is who I am, but you leave elevated. And so June the 14th and the 15th, it is talking about seriously, we know that all of us as women, that we want to be the best version of who God has called us to be. Mm -hmm. We all have purpose. Everybody has a purpose underneath the heavens. And we want you to know what that is and walk in that and walk in complete confidence, bold confidence to know that, um, that you can be educated to elevate professionally, spiritually, mentally, relationally, financially in every area of your life. And so I'm Friday night, June 14th, we have a night with Naomi. And then on Saturday is the actual workshops and educational classes all day. So, um, you know, we do Naomi Speaks and so do that quarterly. And so these women are all getting up on a stage and a platform and saying, okay, 
here's a person that I need you to identify with. And there's going to be somebody in the room that's going to identify mm-hmm. with one of those women Absolutely. that they're going to get up there yeah. and share about. Mm-hmm. And so, but you have that notepad so you can say, okay. And it's fun. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's so had the good. pleasure. It is. Yeah. it is an enjoyable experience. And we always have food. Food, food. Make sure you, yeah. you yeah. Gonna feed, We're going to feed you spiritually, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually. Physically. There you go. There it is. <laughs> yes. No, June it's so 14th great. and 15th. 15th. Yes. And um, at the Irving Convention Center, Saturdays at the Irving Convention Center. And then Friday night is actually at um, Show Business Studios. But we even have a bonus on Sunday right. for those. Um, Tim said, um, he's like, I don't want it to be in there for registration but for those that want to come I love my church okay can I just tell you I love my church Ambassador Cheryl Uh um, so I really want people to join us on Sunday at Embassy City Church in Irving Mm -hmm. Um, it's a newly planted church probably been there three years but Tim is real and raw and authentic and he hits you in the places where you're like ouch you know (laughs) we said your theological butt cheeks sometimes are kind of like that's hilarious but but you leap (laughs) but it gives you the reality (laughs) it gives you the reality of things and so you can walk out and feel like okay I can go do life today I really can and I don't have to live in this religious you know space because we're all religious in some way right but we don't have to live in this space of Anyway, I just well, you know, come. It's okay. Just come. Just come. <laughs> you right there in my just wheelhouse come. again. It's all good. Just come. But yeah, but yeah. I really, I'm passionate about women getting their self-esteem elevated. I really am. And, and because I know what it means to walk in a room and you can sense and feel what's going mm-hmm. on. And by words, we we healed through, God has given us the ability to heal through words. That is the passion that we have. Mm-hmm. And so when you leave the room with any of us, your life should be changed That's for right. the better. That's right. And your life should be changed because we have gone into those crevices of his heart. That's right. To be able to share his heart to you so that you know how to how to live your life on purpose with purpose. And what she's speaking is absolutely true. I've been to uh, one of her events, Naomi Speaks, and I had a phenomenal time. And she and it was the second time that I got called out by not only <laughs> Cheryl. I say it was the second time because previous to that, I went to Tisha's birthday uh-huh. gathering and she called me out <laughs> in front of a room of women I did not know. And I was like, me, you want me to stand up? Yes. And what neither of you knew at the time, I was going through a seven day fast mm. seven to seven so I, seven to seven for seven days I wow. fasted because I was just going through a mm. really really hard time and mm. I said Lord what, what's what's going on yeah like I need to hear you more mm. clearly right mm. and so I'm going to brunches and Caney then right. I go to Naomi Speaks and Caney this is not why did I choose now right. so the next Naomi Speaks you can eat Amen. Amen. I can do not you were fed spiritually I was you were fed spiritually I was over I was fed I was able to fellowship with females who are just positive influences that's mm-hmm. what I felt is yeah. so much mm-hmm. inspiration and transformation and just a tug to keep going mm-hmm. right yeah. mm-hmm. and so I, I thank both of you because you didn't know and like I said Tisha just dropped in my DM <laughs> and was like come on through come on, and I was right. like mm-hmm. oh can I do anything through. sure um, so that's I'm, that I'm grateful in her that was just coming out mm-hmm. I mean it was it was a beautiful <laughs> I tell you them seven days was it was a beautiful mm-hmm. thing for me wow. and so Amen. Um, June 14th and 15th, 14th do yay. not forget folks mm-hmm. rewind 
online? How can they find you, Cheryl? So they can, um, the website is cnextlevel.com, cnextlevel.com, or you can go on uh, our Facebook or Instagram is Self Esteem Elevated. Awesome. And all the information is in either one of those places, but again, cnextlevel.com. June 14th and 15th, mm-hmm. plus you got a bonus on the 16th. On the 16th. So Yay. make sure you check her out. This is Cheryl Roseborough. Give it up, give it up. Now, Tisha. Uh-huh. What you got going on? <laughs> Tell us what's what's coming up with what Ooh, you're yes. doing with where are you homeless outreach and just well anything cuz you know you anything anywhere and everywhere. Well, we're coming up with two events. We have our monthly homeless event, which will be June 22nd. We're believing it's going to be partnering with Carver Heights Baptist Church this time. And then on July 21st, it is our second annual King and Queen Servant Gala. It's wonderful. So we're looking forward to both of those opportunities to gather more people to serve. Gaylas, I love Gaylas. So tell the people how to find you so they can get on board. Yes, they can go to www.whereareyououtreach.org. That is www.whereareyououtreach.org. Or you can call me at 972-885-9296. Oh, I can't. I'm, no. a, I'm just going. I'm going to let her have it. Yes. I love it. I love it, though. She is a hoot. Now, Juliet, yes, you know ma'am. we cannot leave you out of this. We know Embassy Always. Church is the place Listen. to be in Irving. Okay. But what else do you have going on with in publications? Just tell us how to find you. Let well, us know what's going on. nothing. I'm shutting down in publications. <laughs> no, All right. I was That's wondering why you didn't real... talk about it. You know what? I just didn't even remember. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for 15 years. I've been publishing books because I love oh, to wow. see Nominal. people's dreams fulfilled. Well, I, need you I oftentimes to shut feel like a... Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you to so, yeah. well, so, you know, um, I love it. I feel like sometimes a doctor in a delivery room that I get I to hand somebody their baby. Yeah. They, they hand me their dreams and I get to hand it back to them. And I love it. it's been distributed all over. And I've, I've been doing it for 15 years, which is great. But uh, back in 2017, we, Tim and I came back from a trip in England. And um, I just heard the Lord mm-hmm. so clearly say, I need you to be fully, I'm paraphrasing at this point, because I'd have to tell you the whole story to fill Mm -hmm. it in, fully vested with Tim and Embassy City. Mm. But I can't do both. I I teach my kids. I homeschool my kids. Okay. And I do end publications. It takes a lot of my time. I love business. So I love doing business all day i can start one tomorrow like it's mm-hmm. i love so doing you got that 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 mm-hmm. gift that, that, that visionary oh, okay CEO. so I love um it. I love but <clears throat> when he said that i have to be obedient and it was like 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes of sadness like lord do you mean mm. I, I just can't do business anymore <laughs> like, been there. you know and i yeah. love ministry that's that is definitely mm-hmm. something that's number one for sure uh, i've just been doing it for so long you know it's just my baby and literally I had 10 minutes and it was like, you know what? I'm your servant. I don't get to have feelings in this. You want me to shut it down? Boom. Wow. Done. I guess we and literally. Her. I'm trying to tell you. I told you, IV, we needed her when God Listen, said, come on. It is, that was it. it I had these thoughts wow. of, Lord, man, That's really powerful. no more. And it was like, what am I? I'm tripping. Mm. I am your I servant. Created, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get to have no emotions on this. You spoke. Mm. That's what we're going to do. I am your servant. And so Passion. I began right. to, and literally at that moment, Literally at that moment, the grace lifted off of me mm. to do the, the business. Now, my husband will tell you, I'll be up at night grinding, mm. hustling, working. And once that happened, once like the, the grace of doing the publishing company lifted off, it was like, oh, can this be over? Mm. You know, when can this be over? And then for the next year and a half, it has taken me this long to fully, literally shut down. And here's what I know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that in September of this year, I am going to be fully ready. 
Wow. I would transition my kids to do that because I know what it would take mm-hmm. for me to, to, for me to do what he wants me to do. I know what it takes for me to do that. Oh. Yeah. And so I've got to put down in publications, which I, which I have done and I'm ready to do whatever he wants me to do in full mindset yeah. uh, of wow. course i've been there i've been doing this with tim for right. years we've been married 20 years beautiful like, so we've been ministry many many years uh but this is not both i want a hundred percent you know i, I want a hundred percent and so um and i don't want to do anything to stifle abort or give the lord a portion amount of what he wants mm, me to do yeah. mm. my lifelong prayer is i want to fulfill every plan and purpose that he had for me when he put me in my mother's womb and, yeah. and don't even allow me to abort the process and the mission that he had for me yes so let me be empty wow. when i come back let me before be empty. you that's right see why it. i need an iv Every day. Gosh, that's good. See, now I don't even want to close things up. Uh, why you got to do that, Julia? I'm sorry. I was just nothing. Oh, I didn't do anything. That's all right. I'll have, I'll have an offline conversation. <laughs> you got it. You got it. But I, got I want, it. family, I want you to pay attention to something. At this table, at this boardroom table, as we wrap up, um, you have CEOs on, on two sides. So for my folks who are um, single, still out there, single and serving. And for those of you who are in covenant and serving, right? So we got two sides because Tisha and Juliet are both married as well as we got Cheryl and I over here just swerving in the single world and okay. doing our thing and serving, mm-hmm. right? But what I love is, and I've said this often and you all know this, and, and if you're new to listening to the show, I'll say it again. Women are cultivators and enhancers of vision. Okay, we we are multipliers. We are cultivators and enhancers of vision. Every single last one of these women have talked to you about cultivation, enhancing, expanding and and continuing to press into a vision. What I love about what you're doing, Julia, and having to put aside your baby. Right. But God's gifted you in business. Yes. And so what you're going to be able to do is expand Embassy Church Mm. because you're gifted in an area of business. And I think that's phenomenal. I just kept hearing that when you were talking. It's like, yeah, I'm putting this aside because I need the covenant. I need you to be one in one house for Embassy Church. And I just I see multiple. And it's been three years. Right. For how four, long? Uh, four, three it'll and a half years. It'll be four years in September. Years. Okay, so four. Hopefully, being I got that of, number right. Tim would be highly it ashamed. Is September thirteenth. <laughs> it'll be four years. <laughs> you got Cheryl. Wow, <laughs> you got a phenomenal ambassador. She She's so great. Like, real talk. We have this ongoing joke at church. Like, am I even a member at my own church? Yeah, yeah. you're just yeah. a volunteer. Have you? Have I even joined? That's like this is just joke. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. But four being the number of creation, right? Yeah. And so I'm excited for you because of the fact that when you talk about creating and like you said, you can just bout it off. Mm, Right. I feel like there's going to be a multiple multiplicity on a whole nother level for your church Mm, uh, and the creative flow that you all are going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you. Yes. And and I look forward to watching it grow. And I just had to say that much. I just wanted to say something too, because, and you know, before I even was sent to embassy city, Juliet didn't know I was at another church and that Sunday morning or like two weeks before I'd, I'd found out that embassy was birthing and launching and the Holy Spirit had said, you know, had started nudging me. They said, I want you to go out. Juliet probably didn't even remember. I inboxed her and I said, I can't come this Sunday because we were going full time. And then two months later, the Holy Spirit said, it's time for you to move. And I already knew where I was going. Mm-hmm. And um, January the 1st of wow. that next year, I came. And um, and I have to tell you, seriously, it's just it was it has been life changing for me wow. being there. It really remember. has been. 
Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Well, that's good. He is. Yeah, he's he is. Good. This has he's been faithful. a powerful conversation. I love it. I thank you, ladies, for being Thanks on for the show. Us. I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed our boardroom talk. <laughs> and I pray for those of you who've had an opportunity to take a listen. You got something from this. And just in case you didn't, you know, I say I serve a perfect God and we are an imperfect people, but we have a God whose word is true. Mm. So I must give you a scripture to meditate on, along with some takeaways for you to, to uh, take with it. Isaiah 30 and 21 states, whether you turn Turn to the right or left. Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk Mm -hmm. in it. And so with that, I'm going to give you three takeaways. Serve the season. Even when the seat changes, it will strengthen your inner man or woman, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. (laughs) self-esteem. Number two, when God asks a question, he does it so you can see, not for him to see. Mm -hmm. Understand when he asks you a question, it's because you need to go deeper. You're mm-hmm. not looking at what he sees. You're looking at something and you're off track. Mm-hmm. And then number three, God will intercede on an invitation that will improperly influence what mm-hmm. he's placed inside of you. Trust mm-hmm. his guiding hand. Mm-hmm. So family, that's it. Nag Nation, I pray you have gotten something out of all that has happened today. The conversation strengthens your self-worth and value in who God made you to be. My challenge to you today is to meditate on what you've heard along with the scripture and the three takeaways. And remember, the conversation can continue mm-hmm. on No Ordinary Channel church girl both on facebook and instagram and remember give yourself the chance to have god's best this week love you Mm -hmm.